I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hi, moms. Welcome back to Momfidence, a place where you can find more confidence in being the mom that you want to be. Boy, that idea of confidence as a mom. You know, sometimes it just leaves us in the middle of the night when we're worried, or more likely and more often in the midst of handling everything we have to do. And isn't there a lot of it? And you know, I don't know about the rest of you, but right now as I record this, we are in the Easter season. Easter itself is over. It is not yet Pentecost. We are in the Easter season. And I find myself looking back at my approach, the approaching time that we all live through up to Easter Sunday, and looking forward to the coming season of late spring, and summer. And the reason I'm looking back is because as I look back at it, I'm remembering conversations with different family members. And most of us shared one thought. And that was, how in the world did Easter sneak up on us? You know, when you're going through that very long time of Lent, you figure, well, that's really a preparatory time for Easter. The actual Easter stuff that has to be done by moms still has a tendency to sneak up on us. We might be preparing spiritually. We might be focusing on Lent. We might just be trying to get through whatever that time has thrown at us. But for many of us, certainly not all, some of you may be those superheroes of prepare for all holidays, no matter what. But for many of us, and that's my adult friends, as well as my family members, we find ourselves in the lead up to Holy Week, and even Holy Week itself, gasping oh my goodness, I didn't know we were missing an Easter basket. Oh my goodness, I forgot to think about Easter basket. Rushing to get all the groceries if we're the ones hosting Easter. You know the deal. If you've ever experienced it, you know what it can be like. And in one of the conversations I had with my one of my children, my teenage daughter, she said, you know, mom, I think one of the reasons this happens to so many people is because When you look at other holidays like Thanksgiving or even Christmas, there's so much social prompting for those holidays, especially for Christmas. And you get messages starting, you know, September, October, that say, you know, Christmas is coming, shop for this, do that. The Christmas trees are ready to be bought, even if they're live and it's only October 1st. There's a social mindset toward that that we don't get at Easter time. And many of us feel ourselves caught short for that particular holiday. And so I know that a lot of us 
who were talking about this together over Easter made plans on kind of prompting each other for next year. But what that led me to was the idea of saying, well, where are we heading? What do we have to prep for now? Because I think we're looking at another season that as moms, it can really sneak up on us. So we get very caught up in getting through spring. If your children are in school, whether that's little or high school or even college, getting through those last weeks of school. Everybody's antsy to get out. Nobody really wants to be doing homework anymore. Even the extracurricular activities start to sort of lose their shine. There's a million extra things to do, awards, ceremonies, performances, you know, the trill. If you've been doing this for more than a year with kids who are in school, you know what it can be like. It can really throw a lot our way. So my intention today is to help you find your confidence as you move from this end of the school year time, and we'll talk about that a little bit, and into summer, and to really be able to plan those things. Take a deep breath, because I have a different way of planning this than you're probably used to doing. So let's talk about how we usually do it. I've certainly done it this way for many a year, and I've moved away from that in recent years. The way we normally do it is we let school, activities that we need to have our kids in over the summer for whatever reason they need to be there, social, a safe place for them to be while we're working, whatever those things are, interests, and we let that dictate our time, including our own workload, right? So we run around putting all the things on our calendar, where the kids are going to be during what times during the summer. Now, this is important because it keeps them safe or it lets them be involved in things they want to be in during the summer, whatever works for your family. But then we end up wedging in or not succeeding in wedging in anything else about our summers. And then most of what we want doesn't happen. Maybe if we're lucky, we've squeezed in a week's vacation time. And then we look back when suddenly it's time to get ready for school, you know, a minute from when we started summer. And we have regret. And we don't understand what happened to that time. So let's talk about how to plan for your late spring and summer in a way that actually makes you feel confident, makes you feel connected to your children and your spouse, makes you feel like you really had the kind of summer you were hoping to have, at least for the most part. So let's talk about the four things that connect us as families that we all have to do 
and how to approach those things. Every family, every family that is healthy, needs to work together, talk together, play together, and yes, pray together. Because when we connect ourselves spiritually to God and to each other, everything just goes better. And, and it makes us who we are meant to be. But as we look at those four categories, one of the things that we don't often do as moms is start with scheduling playing together. Now, you might start say, no, 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 Lisa, that's not true. I've already scheduled where, what we're going to do for our summer vacation. I have the, the whole week or two weeks or whatever we're blessed with, you know, marked out on my calendar and we are living for it. That's not what I'm talking about. If you've managed to do that, if it's planned, God bless you, good for you, and it's a great step in the right direction. But I know many families who look back at that one week of vacation away with each other and think, is that all we got? Is that all we got out of the entire summer? Because everything else was scheduled around or instead of the playing and the fun we have together as a family. So first off, grab yourself a piece of paper and make four boxes on that paper. Just, you know, fold it in half, fold it in half again. You know the deal. And mark each one. Playing, praying, working, and talking. And right now we're just going to look at that playing list. One night over dinner, a family meeting, while you're just hanging out, have a conversation about the kinds of things each one of you enjoy or would like to do over the summer that is not part of your summer vacation. It can be anything that's fun and makes you feel connected. It can be we're going to have popsicles. I just, I want to make popsicles. I want to have popsicles. I love popsicles. One of the kids says that, you say that, you write it down. It can be we want time at a pool. Whether you have one or you go to one, I want time at a pool. We want to have a water fight with water balloons or the hose or whatever that is. We want to make time for a picnic. We want to take a hot day and just lay in a cool house and read books together and share books together. We want to go to a farm and pick berries or flowers and do something like that. Do you see? It can be anything. Anything that you, any of you, would like to possibly do. Write it down under the play section on your piece of paper. Heck, use a whole piece of paper. Use a piece of paper for each category if you want to and generate the biggest list you can, especially under play. Now, word of caution here. The extracurricular summer activities that your children or you are involved in do not go under play. Why? Because they're scheduled by someone other than you. They're scheduled by whoever's running the activity. And therefore, 
they actually go under the work category because you're beholden to somebody else's schedule. It's probably taking a whole lot of work to figure out the driving schedule to get everybody there and everybody covered and making sure everyone is safe and with a caregiver. You need to stop your whole life to pick the child up afterwards. It actually goes under the category of work because you're all on someone else's schedule. You can't just skip when you want to. You can't just sleep through it if you want to. You can't forget your kids are there and not pick them up. It's actually work. Doesn't mean it's bad work. Not all work is a grind, but it is more work than play. It also doesn't connect you as much as the things in your play category will connect you. It's something you take your kids to. It's something that you facilitate or you go to yourself. You know, if you're on a softball team or your husband's on a basketball team or whatever that is, it's something that you do on a regular basis, but it's not something that actually draws your family together, even if you're all sitting there watching the other person. If you're all attending the game, sure you're together, but it's not specifically for you as a family to enjoy each other and feel connected. So back to your playlist. Everybody gets their input in the family. You're sitting at dinner with your piece of paper, you're talking about it, and whether your child is, you know, a verbal two-year-old or your child is your home from college 23-year-old or your adult child who's living in the house, and both both parents, any adults, you all get to write down as many things that you can think of, whether you used to do it yourself as a kid, or you've always wanted to, or you saw it on somebody else's bucket list, or you saw it in a movie, write it down. Doesn't mean you have to do everything. And if things spring to mind that say, no, 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 we can't afford it. We don't have time. I don't care. Just write it down. Because then you get to step back and look at this list and start prioritizing things. And you can begin by saying, what things are easy? What things are just easy? You know, taking a walk together after dinner. Maybe not that hard in your neighborhood. Um, if you happen to live in a place where you have a fire pit, you can have a fire pit and roast marshmallows and watch the fireflies. Not hard for you if you live in that kind of neighborhood. It can be done on the fly. Easy to schedule. If you want to make ice pops, well, the only work involved in that is making sure you have the juice and a way to make the ice pops and you're good to go. And then you all share those ice pops after dinner or after you, you know, get out of a pool or whatever that summer thing is. Mark all the easy ones. You can even color code these or put a number by them. You know, easy can all be number ones or circled in yellow. You pick. It's your organizational skills. Then you look at the things that are particular to particular people in the family. They wanted to do it. Maybe not everybody else did, but they really, really, really want to do it. If it's a really, 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 circle it and say, okay, let's try to do one thing off of the list per person that maybe that person really wants to do and the rest of us are willing to try it. And we're going to prioritize that over the summer. Only have to do it once. You know, if, if you have somebody who really wants to go hiking, 
really wants to go out on a, on a boat, whatever that is. It's just that one time. And the rest of the family can support that person in trying something new and doing that. And then later on, you'll look and see where can we fit this into our schedule and can it be done? You're going to pick some easy, easy things. You're going to pick things that just really pertain to one person. And then if there are things where everybody agrees, you put big stars next to those and you prioritize those as the big things that you want to make sure are done before the end of the summer. And then you stop. It's not time to get out the calendar. Unless you're so charged up that you can't wait to do the work of getting it on the calendar, you can stop. You can let it just simmer for a couple of days. But schedule a time where you're going to sit down and work this out together. You may have to wait till you know what's starting to look like the things that the kids have to do or you have to do over the summer in terms of summer schedule things. Here's, here's the addendum to that. Before you actually sign them up for anything, unless it's your lifesaver, unless it's if the kids aren't in day camp, there's nobody to watch them while I'm at work. That's a must do. But if there are things that the kids are just interested in or you think they might benefit from or might look good on their future college application, table it. And then when you have a chance to sit down together, compare the list of things that you'd actually have to sign up for, which remember, as enjoyable as they are, end up going under your work category later on. And what are the things you really, really want to do? And have that family discussion with all of your calendars out, whether they're on your phone or their paper calendars, and start to have that conversation about where are we going to put these things? Don't just hope that they're going to happen. Schedule them. You might end up making ice pops every single day of the summer, but you're going to write down, we're going to make ice pops on one evening, the first week of June or the first week of July, because it'll be hotter, whatever that is, we are going to do it. You stick it in there, you give it some flexibility if it has anything to do with weather. You know, if it's something you want to do, but if it's rained out, it's a problem, schedule it for sometime in that week and be flexible about it, but know that it's on the schedule so you can prioritize your connection and your fun. There are ways to do this throughout the school year as well, but the summer gives us a lot more flexibility to ramp up that fun connection. And let's remember, this is super important because if we don't have fun together as a family, the only people who are teaching your children how to have fun are strangers. They're their friends. They're their teachers or coaches or directors. Your children will not have a lifelong relationship with most of these people, nor should they. They're having a lifelong relationship with you, and you're the one who wants to teach them how to have wholesome, connecting fun. Because if they're not having wholesome, connecting fun with you, they're going to be having connecting fun with someone else that will actually take a little bit away from your relationship 
and may lead them into fun that the world tells them is fun that might not be so healthy and wholesome for them. So you want to make sure for their well-being, but also for your confidence as a mom. If you're feeling connected with your children, if you're enjoying your family because you've scheduled time to have fun together, and it's not just all the work and the grind, but you've scheduled time to connect and have fun together, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, there's a much greater chance that you're going to feel good about being a mom. You're going to feel more energized. You're going to feel more capable. You're going to feel more connected, and that's going to help you feel right as a mom. And you're all going to feel more right as a family and have more strength to be the family that you want to be because that connection breeds that kind of strength. So as you enter into this new season, as things begin to change, if different sports are stopping before new sports start, different shows are stopping before a new season of summer shows start, whatever your kids are involved in, or before they're just off for the summer and you have to fill your time, their time every day, take that moment and prioritize fun and connection through playing together. Any kind of play you want, reading, board games, outdoor activities, indoor activities, being silly together, baking if you all enjoy it, list it all and start making it a priority, a date with each other and try to do at least one thing a week on your schedule. If you have more flexibility for your summer, it can be something small almost every night of the week. That's going to be unique to your family, but you're letting your family know, I love you. I want to have fun with you. I want us to enjoy this summer together. So let's generate ideas and then let's get them on the schedule. Okay, let's take a brief moment. I think that's almost enough for the day. But I know that everybody's saying, well, what about the play, the praying? And what about the talking? And what about the working? Let's talk about praying next, because it's also the one that's often very, very neglected. Praying with your family can be as flexible as you want it to be, as it works for you and your family. So what can you do as you move forward in trying to make these decisions together, in trying to live a new season of life together? Great way to launch it is, all right, guys, we've generated this great list. We have great ideas. Let's take a minute and just ask God to help us figure it all out. You literally take that moment and say, Lord, thank you for these wonderful ideas. Thank you for wanting us to have fun together as a family. Help us to schedule this well so we can have a great, balanced, fun summer. Amen. And then you begin to introduce those moments of prayer into your life. Are there longer form prayers that your family is up to taking on that you just haven't had the time to do during the school year because everyone's so tired? Maybe this is the summer you're going to teach the rosary one decade at a time without making it too hard on your littles. Maybe this is the time you're going to say, well, we're great at the rosary, but we're going to do a rosary walk one night a week so that we're out enjoying ourselves and having a different experience with prayer. 
you get to decide together what that's going to be. And everybody gets some input on how they like to talk to God, how they want to pray together. And if some kids or or spouse are reluctant, you say, hey, in this family, we're going to really try hard to do something that somebody else in the family wants to do to show each other we respect each other and we love each other. And this is important for us to be able to do this. So everybody's going to contribute in their own way. End of story. And everybody gets to participate in some way or lead in some way, but we don't make it hard. We don't make it a test. We make it something that draws us together. And we make sure that we sort of schedule a time. So maybe, you know, maybe you just do a rosary on Wednesday nights. Maybe you do a chaplet of divine mercy on Fridays. Maybe you make sure that you pray after dinner, before fun time, for a few minutes together about what anybody's concerns are for the day. And that's what you do. Your family gets to decide from where they are and who you are as a group, but you're just saying, we're going to put this on the schedule. Why are we doing this? Because the two places that families have a tendency to neglect themselves is in playing and connecting together, that playtime together, and praying together. We all feel a little shy about it sometimes. We feel too tired. We feel too rushed. Everybody's running in a million directions. As we enter any new season of the year or new season of our lives, it's an invitation from God to say, hey, we're going to make this a priority now in some way a way that's gentle and loving and makes us feel connected, but still a priority. So take that invitation and see how your family wants to do that together and make sure you add it in to that four four column or four page thing so you remember what it is you wanted to do and you're checking back in with each other. Talking together. Well, thank goodness, usually the summer gives us a little bit more time to connect with each other, to take those walks, to sit outside, even to do work together side by side, things like gardening, where we can begin to have conversations that aren't just about the next task that's coming or the next discipline issue we have. So generate. What are some things we would love to be able to talk about? Is it the books we're reading? Is it the trips that we'd like to go on? Is it the way our school year went? And what were our best memories? Generate ideas or buy some of the great conversation cards that are out there and use those times to actually have more conversations as a family that aren't just about lecturing the kids or figuring out the schedule but give you a chance to get to know each other's hearts a little bit more and share more of each other's lives and add that into your life. We're going to be out having fun together. Is that a good time to talk? Oh, no, we're driving to this activity that's scheduled. Well, we'll turn off the radio and take out the AirPods and actually talk together. 
or we're going to schedule one night a week to just sit down and enjoy each other and have a good conversation about something. You're making sure you're talking because the school year often has us so darn busy that we have very superficial conversations and most of them we're yawning through. So a great time to restart, reboot, having those conversations as a family that are actually pleasant, engaging, and draw us more closely together. The last one is work. Now, certainly work doesn't stop over the summer. For many people, it ramps up because there's so much more that has to be done around the house or in the garden or on the farm. It's also a different kind of work situation, as I was saying earlier. If your work continues, your paid work continues, and suddenly you have to make sure the kids are someplace safe, it sort of flips everything. You know, are you getting them to grandma's? Do you have the right caregivers set up? Are they in the right activities at the right time? It, it takes you away from the predictable stuff that we do nine months out of the year sending the kids to school, and it changes it up. So taking some time and writing down what are the work-related things, A, that we have to do to make sure that parents can still get their jobs done and be where they have to be, and two, keeps the kids safe and covered and hopefully in an enjoyable situation. What are the work-related tasks of making that actually happen? Who's driving where and when? What are the times that need for those things to happen? Those are very important things to get on your scheduled calendar. However, you can see how that can be so sapping of your energy that if you start with that, you're never going to get to the conversations about having fun. You're never going to feel safe to really pray together. You're not going to have those more interesting conversations. Taking care of those things that aren't as urgent as our work schedules first will allow us to actually open up our eyes and open up our time schedules to actually fit them in. And how different that is to only having, if we're very, very blessed, that one week of vacation where we're away together, by the time we're a couple of days into it, we're just starting to connect and relax, and then boom, we're ramping up to go home, and we're missing the fact that we don't get more of that kind of time, or we haven't taken best advantage of that time, and we come home just feeling sad because we want more of it, or we want it to have been even better, or it was so great We don't want to wait a whole year till it happens again. So when we start with writing down and talking about all the things we want to do to have fun and connect in little ways over the coming season, when we write down all the ways we want to share our lives and each other's hearts with God, when we write down those conversations that would be nice to have besides just those bare minimum get it done conversations, then making the plan about who has to be where and how and what work needs to be done. And that includes the work we want to take on over the summer on our homes or to prepare for something. And all that gets listed. Then we can see 
how much of a priority do those things have to be? You know, yes, we need to paint the porch, but where are we going to fit that in in a way when it can be done well and get done quickly? Or is there somebody that we can bring in to do that for us, if that's a possibility, so we have more time to connect together? How are we going to do it together if we're doing it together so we can actually make it enjoyable? The more we have these things on our radar and planned out, the less burdensome they will be and the more we will be able to keep our focus on connecting as a family and enjoying one another and enjoying the season. We can break this down more over the season. If you have any questions, a great place to ask these questions are on, is on our home app. That's Catholic HOM app or catholichom.com where we have a constant ongoing conversation where we can discuss these things if they're not quite clear yet. You could also ask your questions about how to make this all happen well by giving us a call on More to Life, heard every day, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio or on AveMariaRadio.net or your local Catholic radio station. It's a call-in live show, and we can always discuss these situations as well. We're here for you, our whole team of people to be with you and help you be the confident, connected mom that you want to be and help you ramp up your momfidence every day in every area of your life. God bless you all. Thanks for joining me today for this momfidence moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.